Hey guys, just a quick one off the top for this week. My Troy's mics are a bit off for about the first 10 minutes of the episode, so just bear with us through that, and it gets cleaned up beyond that. Thank you guys very much for tuning in every single week to the Nerd Room, and we hope you enjoy episode 210. You are listening to a Nerd Room podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at starwarscommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone, and welcome to Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. This episode number 210, we're discussing the final Black Widow trailer and that brand spanking new Batmobile. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Carlos. And I'm Sanjay. We found him MIA for a few weeks, but we got a lot to discuss this week. <laughs> we got laid on us the final Black Widow trailer, and guys, it is an absolute banger. Holy moly, this thing really sets up for what is going to be probably one of the best Marvel movies in, I don't even know when, since Avengers Endgame, I guess we can say that, since Marvel for <laughs> Spider-Man Far From Home? I don't know. It's going to be crazy. We're going to talk about that. We've got Matt Reeves out here dropping new pictures from the set of the Batman. We've got our first look at the Batmobile, and man, fire. I'm loving what I'm seeing from this. And we're also going to talk a little bit Clone Wars. Carlos is now a Disney Plus subscriber and is going to give us his insights into watching Mandalorian. Spoiler free, because our friends in the UK and some places in Europe haven't got it yet. Unfortunately, it's coming in some capacity. But we're going to get his thoughts there. A guy that's, you know, slowly finding his way into pure Star Wars fandom. That's that's right. The filthy casual of the Commonwealth. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> and we're also going to talk a bit about the box office. The landscape that is in front of us with regards to the box office fantasy pool. As well as what coronavirus, what that's doing to our box office fantasy pool. And what effects that could potentially have on the landscape of film releases, of even down to Disney Plus releases. And we're going to kind of throw that around a little bit. But guys, we got to get into something here. Like what we always do at the top, we're going to talk about our weeks in Nerd. It's been an interesting few weeks because, you know, we've been waiting for those Black Widow figures. Have not found them, have not seen them. Pegs are still empty. But have you guys had any success trying my tune? Yeah, you know, I know you guys were all out at the red and white, the YYC red and white toy and comic show this week. Mm-hmm. I unfortunately missed it. Couldn't be there with you guys. But did you have any luck on the hunt both there and, you know, at your Walmarts, Toys R Us, whatever? Yeah, you know, it's pretty overwhelmed, man, going in there. It was it was jam-packed. <laughs> I got there pretty early. I, I think Carlos just beat me. Actually, Carlos and Sonny both beat me there. But it's pretty early, right when the doors opened. Um, right off the bat, I meet up with my boy Carlos over here, and this dude snags an Anakin Skywalker, <laughs> I think, Force Unleashed like statue. Like yeah. I don't know how you even saw that thing, but it was it was dope. It was a good find. I think I've seen this thing on Kijiji for like sixty bucks. Um, found it for five bucks. <laughs> nice. So yeah. can't go wrong right there. So that was an awesome find. Found a bunch of Spider-Man figures and Power Ranger figures for my daughter, which was good. Um, Batman. I got an old school Batman um, superpowers. So going sweet. On there. So it's cool. So I got the Robin. I got the Batman. So I'm all good right there. Uh, picked up a couple builder figure pieces to complete a Rhino that I'm working oh, on. Nice. Um, so that's always cool. Um, there was one more. What else did I get there? 
Well, I can't really remember because there's just so many things going on. <laughs> but um, the biggest thing is I didn't get to pull the trigger on the Commander Cody. So the, the classic Vader box that we always talk about here, the Vader booth, uh, she was there once again. I had my eyes on the Commander Cody. One in 75 bucks for it. Wasn't going to budge, but I thought I'll wait and see because no one's going to buy this thing. And at the end of the haul, maybe we can holler at this lady and see how much she'll sell it for. But somebody actually ended up pulling the trigger on this thing, which is... She's Nuts. been to like 15 shows at that point. Yeah, I yeah. offered her for you, I think, 45 yeah, for 50 yeah, bucks for yeah, it. Yeah. She wouldn't take it. She wouldn't take it. I can't no. believe that went for 75. Yeah, which is which is crazy, man, because I have a pretty good feeling that thing will probably be released in the archive line either way three or four. Agreed. I wouldn't be surprised. Especially with what's going on now with the Clone Wars. Exactly. And all that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we already got Bespin Luke. She had the Bespin Luke there still for 75 bucks. I'm yeah. like, you're nuts because that's coming out in like a couple months. Yeah, it's <laughs> worth nothing now. It's worth nothing. Yeah. So it, it was crazy, man. Um, I had my eyes on a Cyclops too that I didn't pull the trigger on last show. Thought I'd find that thing out there. Unfortunately, I didn't. But uh, overall, it was fun, man. Like my daughter finally got to get some Power Rangers. She wants. Never. I don't know if you guys remember back in the day they had those old school Power Rangers. You flip their heads. Oh yeah. Masks oh yeah. To, like, oh, yeah. Heads. So yeah. I picked up um, a blue one at uh, Phoenix for like, blue is your favorite Ranger. So um, I promised her we we're gonna find a couple more of these figures and. She's feeling a little defeated, but at the end of the hunt, we finally came through, found a Red Ranger, and, uh, you know, completed the hunt, so it's good. It's a good day, man. It's a good day. Yeah. Yeah, I think I still have those. They're so cool. Yeah, you have to flip the head. Yeah, I think you squeeze their legs and it just rotates. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. and like the old school, like, first generation Power Rangers. Oh, yeah, like Morphin. Yeah, like the the tall ones. Well, those two. Oh, you have those two. Yeah. The the 12-inch? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah, Yeah, those great three. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I remember bringing them for show and tell. It's so cool. <laughs> My daughter so still cool. plays with those. Yeah, yeah. Man. Which I saw. I saw her. she was there too. She had a good time. Oh, yeah. yeah. She had a blast. Yeah. That was a good time, man. Yeah, what about you, Sunny Man? What'd you pick up? It looks like you had a, uh, a good time. What did I pick up? I picked up like a three inch Green Lantern in like a sparkle costume. <laughs> <laughs> and like not just like Green Lantern, but like uh, Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern from the movie. He never wore that costume in the movie. It was kind of like a mix between. Green Lantern and like the Riddler jewel costume in Batman Forever. It just looks super cool. I don't know why. The guy like just threw it in. So like my daughter, I checked out 20 bucks and I'm like, okay, you can spend 20. Don't break the bank. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, you spend once all this money's gone, then that's it. So she actually spent it all. Um, She picked up like a book um, and some action figures and she actually got like a good find. Like she went in this one bin and it was $1 action figures and she found this one Batman. I was like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, go for it. (laughs) And then like we're going around the show and then I saw it at another place selling it for 18 bucks. So I was like, yes. Score. Sweet. Um, The highlight for her though is like there's these people dressed up as like Joker, uh, Harley Quinn, Riddler and Poison Ivy. And she was like terrified because she she wore she actually wore her Robin costume there, and so she saw like these villains and she's like oh no, so she's like holding on to me as we walk by. <laughs> That's amazing. She, she's like dad, they're, they're really here, and I'm like no, they're not real. And then she's like ask your friends, I think they would know if they're real or not. <laughs> so I was like uh, Troy Carlos, uh, is this the real Joker? And they're like no man, no no Robin, it's not. And then at the end of the show, she's just like psyching herself up. She's like, nope, dad, I'm going to say hi to them. I'm like, okay. So we go by and she starts waving kind of like shyly. And then, and then the people see, and they like are very like enthusiastic and they're waving back. And then she's like, oh my God, like these people are so nice. She's like, they're villains, but they're nice. <laughs> she's like, can we go back? I'm like, sure. So like I go back and like she waves again. She she looks like a stalker. She's just like standing there waving at these people, and then we're like we're leaving, 
and I like as we're leaving, I stop by this one booth, and um, she's like, "Dad, you should tell them that the real Joker's here, like the people working here." <laughs> and I was like, "I think they know, sweetie." She's like, "No, you should tell them." <laughs> <laughs> okay, and they're like, "Oh, cool." Grown ass man, the real Joker's over there. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the highlight for me, just taking my daughter and uh, seeing you two guys there, and yeah. uh, you brought your daughter too. So yeah, that was awesome, yeah, man. Yeah, it's like a time. family affair. And there you go. It was crazy, man. Like it was so packed, like you said. Overwhelming almost. Oh right? yeah. yeah, I was like in there short and sweet. Like I was maybe there for like forty-five minutes. Yeah. But I was like getting like kind of grumpy. I was like, okay, let, let's bullshit on this. Because yeah. like, <laughs> there's yeah. people are bumping into me and oh, like, yeah. you had to like carry your stuff and your daughter. Yeah. And, like, it's tough with the little ones. Like I agree, like mm-hmm. bringing them there, it's, mm-hmm. it's a ton of fun. But when you get into the intense, like elbows up and yeah. you're trying to like, you know, get in between people and all that and you got dudes bumping yeah. you and all this and you're trying to protect the little one. Sometimes yeah. I put her down and be like, just sit here yeah. and I'm going to go through this bin, but no one's going to get in your space. Yeah. 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 But it is, it is tough, but it's, oh, I love the, the hearing the stories about the little ones there too. Like it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's so much fun. And you're doing that too, like with the with your older ones too, just passing on that nerd. It's it's amazing to watch. Yeah, no, they're like in the hunt, and I'm the one just sitting at the side waiting for them to finish up. It's like, yeah. oh, are you done yet? Can we go? You don't get away with twenty bucks. Though, uh, you? Yeah, you're costing me a lot of money. Here. <laughs> but man, you had the ability to drop in a few minutes early to the red and white show, right? Yeah, I got in like. 15 20 minutes early they let me in and it was like already jam-packed it was unbelievable the only good thing was is that i ran around and did a quick scout so right. i was able to find like those NECA guys that we didn't right. buy anything off of the aliens them, but... the predators and whatnot i think yeah and yeah. i was loaded up like i said last week when i was leaving like i was geared up and ready to pull the trigger on a hot toys and um <laughs> yeah the guy that has had them there every show for the last two or three years the batman ones he uh he was dry he just brought transformers this time oh. so the one with the spider-man 3 peter parker he was next to him oh so. that's a letdown yeah that one because right? we're scoping out this one hot toy like yo what is it i'm like oh maybe it's the andrew garfield spider-man and then Carl's like sir what spider-man is it and he's like oh it's the peter parker in the black suit i was like toby mcguire like, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah does he do the dance <laughs> yeah that. he's like you know just take it please yeah <laughs> that was the pose yeah and it was funny like everybody was after dc stuff it seemed like there was a couple times i'd be diving into boxes and there was a guy like right on me and in fact like the dude that i think we bought that superman stuff off of yeah. way down south like I was looking through a box of superpowers and he all but like bowls me over and he's like, my friend is looking for like this one and this one and this one. And I was like, oh, I just want to just buy some of these despite you. But <laughs> whatever. So it ended up like I, I had good success. Like the force was with me. I found mm. that Anakin oh. and I found some treats on your list. Oh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I came up pretty dry. I ended up buying like this cool Batman encyclopedia that was oh, chronicling his comic book appearances from... 1939 all the way to the 75th anniversary so that was kind of neat because like the first few years it's like 1942 this is what happened in january and in february and so on and so forth so i've got one of those from marvel ones year by year yeah it was pretty comprehensive and it was so it was kind of neat and like i think i only paid 20 bucks for it and i checked out amazon out of morbid curiosity and they have it on sale for like 65 bucks oh wow yeah it was a pretty good score but because it was so dry i ended up leaving there and then we ended up having to kill some time between the show and a family event so we were in Toys R Us looking for the Black Widow figures oh, for you guys nothing but uh, my wife actually gave me the nudge towards buying the Batman Who Laughs because she's like you're on the fence and this is the only one I never see anywhere so yeah. 
there's two here. You might as well grab one. So that was your own fault, honey. <laughs> and then uh, the next day, I had the the itch and the anxiety, and through a whole bunch of circumstance, I ended up getting my hands on the new Marvel Legends Venom. Yeah, the build a figure, so, or the old build a figure. Yeah, so it's one. Yeah, so when they did the build a figure in. 2018 you put together like the monster venom but it was the matt gargan um venom so he's a bit more purple and the symbol is way different but this one's the proper eddie brock version of venom and he's he's sweet like mm. he's a really awesome cool figure. figure i cracked him out right before i showed up here because troy wanted to see him and... yeah man appreciate it <laughs> yeah and then i, I just... take it home right like <laughs> no, no well no. you might be able to because this, this is a, just a little uh heads up or a little shout out to uh carlos's wife here if you're listening <laughs> oh, yeah. you're welcome yeah so keep an eye on your text you might see a text from her over the course of this recording and uh if she says and i need a place to sleep tonight i'll have to make some decisions so we got and, a beautiful couch out there right? <laughs> awesome awesome and then i know we wanted to start talking comics a bit more so yeah. gotta say like batman 90 amazing issue like yeah Tinian is killing it on Batman right now, and with uh, George Jimenez doing the art. Oh, it's oh, fantastic, man! So like his his panel work and just his style is so incredible. Like the characters are coming to life in ways you've never seen before. It's refreshing and, coming off the run that we just came off of. Yeah, and I okay. really like Mike Mikhail Janlin, who did a lot of the Tom King's run. But yeah. this is just it's next level. It's it awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really good. And then um, shout out to Rob and Jay at Words and Pictures. They hooked me up with the first print of Hellraiser number three, which is the first appearance, I guess, of that punchline character. Oh, right. Man, that, yeah. that thing sold out so quickly. I was so annoyed. Yeah, and it it wasn't anywhere. And first then, printing? Yeah, they yeah, ended nice. up having to do a bit of book trading with somebody else. Uh-huh. And so one of the books they traded for was that. And they padded my file for cover price. And Oh, that's beautiful. And what yeah. character is punchline? Yeah, so she's like the Joker's new mole. Oh, she debuted in what, like 80-something? Yeah, so she debuted in 89, had like the little teasers right. of her. Yeah, 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 okay. And then... She has a bigger appearance, I take it, in 90? Uh, nine, yeah, 90, she has a couple, uh, Is couple she panels. In 90, I don't think so. I think it's uh, that new villain, that like Destiny, or what's his name? Uh... Oh, oh yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. The designer. Designer, designer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I read them back. To, so it, it might have been in the Hellraiser number three, but okay. she's got like a, she's holding a guy hostage. So that one's like just that. as hard to get as the 89? Yeah, because yeah. that was like attributed as her first bonafide appearance. Like yeah. the scalpers are killing me on these books right it's now. It's ridiculous. It's nuts, man. And I like first appearances seem to be the only things that at least hold their value to any degree. Yeah. Like you remember even when like Ironheart made her first appearance, like that Iron Man book was impossible yeah. to get. Or Afra. Afra was another yeah. huge Vader. one. Yeah. And, but it's just first, like number ones don't cares about anymore no. because there's so many of them, but mm-hmm. it's these first appearances, any character that could find their way into a film eventually too. Mm-hmm. It's these, it's killer. And it just drives me nuts. There's a few key issues that I'm missing because as a first appearance, right. And it's only really, if you have a pull list, yeah. That and if you don't go to the shop like on Wednesday morning or whatever, which I never do, and it's only because you have a pull list is the reason that you continue to get some of these books. Yeah, the speculators are brutal right it's now. Nuts. Yeah. I know at our shop they're not allowing anybody who's not a regular customer to buy more than one copy of just these types of books and mm, that's probably good. do it. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's yeah. another store with uh, I think it might have been Hellarisen that they wouldn't allow you to come in and poach that third issue. 
without buying the other ones. Uh, okay, because that's like, cool. Yeah. Well, and that, that's that's really awesome to hear that because even though the, my local up here, he doesn't buy a ton of books every week, right? Like he only buys like he'll like a couple of new Star Wars books. He'll buy three or four copies. Like Guardians, he'll buy two, and so he doesn't buy like a huge stack. And if I didn't have a pull list, right, mm-hmm. and which means that I'm running a chance that I can't get my hands on that book. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, for whatever reason, number one, the new, not the latest one, but the one before that, I never got because I just didn't have a pull list and people were pulling on that thing. Right. And it's I love to hear that people are, or the, at least the shop owners are doing something about that. Yeah, pushing back a little bit. So that mm-hmm. was that was pretty cool of them to hook me up with that one. Tried Spider-Man Noir, the new oh, okay. series that yeah, came well, out. I, I passed on it. What do you think? Uh, you know what? It was a, it was really kind of in your face. Hey, it's the 1930s. Yeah, see? Shane. And I, yeah. yeah. Come on, Shane. Yeah. So <laughs> art art was awesome. The story's okay. I don't know if I'm going to stick with it, though. No. It was it was pretty... <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty over the top. <laughs> Shut it down here because that's as best it's going to get, guys. <laughs> but sticking with the 1930s, uh, Superman Smashes a Clan just finished off. Oh, yeah. It's an amazing tale and it takes place. They actually use Golden Age Superman so he doesn't fly. He runs on phone lines no and way. stuff. And oh, he's cool. kind of discovering himself. And um, it's written by Gene uh, Yang and it's done in uh, manga format. So it's in like the smaller books and they have like a manga artist, uh, I wrote his name down, Guri Hiru did the art for it. Okay. It's really cool. Nice. But it's a, it's a racism story. And then at the end of each book, it's stories from his real life as to how as an Asian American uh... he experienced racism growing up and the experiences that his parents had. But then in the third book, he reveals that Superman Smashes the Clan was actually a radio drama that was attributed with stifling the rise of the Ku Klux Klan again. Okay. So during the war, um, there was a, a fellow in the media. He got wind of what was happening to Jewish Europeans in Nazi-occupied Europe, and he wanted to do something on the home front. So he used his resources and influence to have this Superman Smashes the Klan book come as the Ku Klux Klan was starting to make a reemergence or not book this radio drama and they um, really highlighted the fact that it was like they were just cashing in on people's hysteria and hatred and bigotry and whatnot by membership fees and what and what have you and then the Superman radio drama because it was targeted at kids but made such a mockery of the Klan really undermined any kind of credibility that they had Mm -hmm. so it was pretty cool to know that that was what the real world inspiration was for this book and then that they don't reveal it until the end of the third book right. so you're just uh, reading it thinking it's some some tale that this guy was inspired yeah. to write so that was awesome and then strange adventures you oh, guys okay. got to get on that yeah. like tom yeah. king mitch, mitch gerrards and uh, doc shaner it is one of the best things i've, I've been hearing grabs oh. tell me man yeah, yeah. man okay. it is so good mm-hmm. so okay. good and like tim it's like the love child of you and i because it's like <laughs> it's got that kind of human drama whodunit mystery stuff going on but half the book is this cosmic setting otherworldly war type of thing and so you know if you find me someone who says they read adam strange all the time i'll show you a liar because nobody knows who adam strange is like i i've read maybe five books with him in it my entire life and like honestly just a quick wikipedia search and you're in for a treat like it's an awesome book like i love it the way they deployed the artists, half of it takes place in on Earth, and 
those are the parts that um, Mitch Gerrard's draws, and they're a little grittier, and they've got like a just a neat feel to them. Like his art is awesome. And then uh, Doc Shaner draws all the stuff that takes place in the flashbacks on Ran, and the war between the like Adam Strange's people, like the kind of human guys, and then the I think they're called the Pick. And they're a little more alien-looking type guys. And so the premise of the book is that he's come back to the U.S. And he's like a war hero, essentially. And so he's put out a book chronicling his exploits on Ron and how he liberated the Ronians and um, found his wife. And they had a family and everything else. But then the narrative starts to turn on him as he's doing his book tour and stuff. And he's being labeled as a war criminal for what he's done to the pick and then it all kind of falls out from there and it, it gets pretty dark pretty fast. Okay. And it, it's, okay. it's amazing. Solid, man. It's I'm, a really I'm cool digging book. one up like I'm hearing here. So. Yeah. So anybody out there, like if you're going to buy one comic book, that's the one to buy 12 issues. Go. It's a small investment and I think it'll be a good treat. It certainly feels it's more accessible than Mr. Miracle was. Yeah. And it feels a lot like his vision stuff. So, okay. Very cool. Is well, it a uh, black label? Uh, yeah. Oversized, yeah? No, it's just no? regular kind of form. I read it digitally, so, but oh, I'm pretty sure. Oh, digitally. I'm, yeah, One of those. Maybe I have to go that way. Yeah. I think I'm going to do that. It's, it's man, it's awesome. Yeah. And okay. like, honestly, just like Wikipedia him and you're good to go. Yeah. You could like, just read Green Lantern, uh, the Grant Morrison <laughs> no, run. <laughs> no, no, Adam Strange makes an appearance in there. No. <laughs> That's right. Now, you, you've inspired me here, Carlos. I want to, what we're going to do now, I think for at least the next month or two is I think each week, one of us is going to do something like Carlos just did. Mm. Just run down a list of comic books that you are reading, that you are enjoying, just to help anyone who's listening to the podcast for the first time or is looking to jump into comics, and at least kind of gives four different perspectives Mm. on comic book reading and what you can do. Nice. Um, So there's Carlos's go. I really like that, man. It's a nice, nice rundown, great eclectic mix of different comic books, too. And it kind of gives people that optionality to jump in. Because it's a question we get fired once in a while here is, you know, where do I jump in? Where do I start? Mm-hmm. And I think having that discussion kind of on a weekly basis, one of us kind of leading it, I think it's going to work out really well. So Don't uh, expect that level of effort when it's my turn. I'm I'll expecting just, just like, to make up stuff. Yeah. You should read yeah. Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just all the stuff like Green Lantern, Grant Morrison run. Just uh, probably Infinity, the Infinity Saga. Something with Marvel. I don't know. <laughs> Captain Marvel. Uh, all right, guys. To, to cap this off this week, I, had a, I didn't get to go to the Red and White show with the guys, the toy show here, but I did stumble across a figure that I've been looking for for a long time up in my local i just dipped in there before i went away for the weekend i'm just you know pegging through the marvel legends i do it every week and all of a sudden i'm staring at a hella figure from the single pack hella figure from thor ragnarok which is really hard to get and the price tag on it is retail and i picked it up i was like i'll just hide it back here maybe if it's around and then i walked around the shop a bit. i was like no i should just grab it grabbed it came back i have the hella from the two pack that was, who was he packed with the Executioner? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, worst case, I get the Hulk Build-A-Figure arm that I'm still trying to piece together. And then if I really want, I can flip this hella on Kijiji probably pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And then I got comparing them. Like, the suit's different. The heads are different. I now have five different head swaps for this hella figure. Um, I'm really pleased that the two-pack re-release is actually substantially different mm-hmm. from this original pack. And I'm going to display, once I get the, the my Legend shelves up, I'm going to display both the Hellas because mm-hmm. I think 
they both tell or at least show a different part of her in the film and between the head swaps and what comes with like you know she's got one with the hammer catching from the new pack yeah, yeah. this she got the sword so they did really well on that re-release to at least give it a different look different vibe actually a different paint job almost right so I'm, I'm quite impressed with that and, and i'm digging having at least another piece of this you know planet hulk you know gladiator hulk build a figure i'm only yeah. an arm and a leg short yeah, these are wicked figures. Yeah, so. it's an awesome figure. Really short on the left side. <laughs> but that's all I really got. And I know my dude Carlos here. So I, uh, he, you know, nicely enough extended the offer. If you're looking for anything specific, just let me know. I said, Power of the Force 2, that's what I'm digging. Five bucks or less. Yeah. Whatever you can find me. I sent him kind of this rough list of stuff. And I said, I have these. I'm kind of looking for the orange red card backs first. Whatever you got, let me, let, just whatever. And he's text me back. Okay. It's about 20 bucks. I got you five figures. Do you want to know them? Or do you, I don't, so I don't know what they are. And he's going to hand them to me. Oh, here. Nice. oh cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it was, I thought they'd be plentiful and I'd be able to get all of them. Yeah. There was two guys in that whole show that wow. had them. So, and the one guy sent you his card to yeah, hook yeah. up with him later because he was too weird. And I was like, well, <laughs> I love you, but I don't want to spend any more time with this guy. And then, uh, yeah, the other guy, um, Troy's the daughter. Troopers? Yeah, because your daughter just kind of, she was moving that box oh, and I was yeah. like, oh, I spy with my little eye. And yeah. so um, I overheard Buddy kind of talking about how he's just like, he's all stressed out and anxious and he just wants to move some stuff. And I was like, ah. Gotcha. Like yeah. a shark <laughs> circling a victim. <laughs> I know. It was true. So I was glad somebody had some success. So here you go, man. Oh, here we go. Okay. So I'm really digging Power of the Force lately. Yeah, man. I get inspired by uh, our friends over at the Sandcrawler. So. Sure. All right. Here we go. So we've got Ooh. Blue Card Back R2. I didn't know about this one. Okay, Beauty, this is a, what is this from? This looks like maybe a Dagobah. Yeah, Return of the Jedi. And then we've got the Stormtrooper, disguised Luke Skywalker here. Looking big and buff. Looks like Troy on that one. Expanded <laughs> 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 that out. Troy with my Red hair. card back on. <laughs> yes, red card back on. Oh, nice. First nice. release of Han. And we've got, what else in this bag here? Oh, we've got Luke Skywalker. Oh, Come on, Return classic, of the Jedi. Oh. Classic. Green lightsaber. And we've got, oh, here we go, Hothan. Ooh. Big pickups. Oh, man, he came through. Yeah, he did. Solid. Yeah, he did. So they're going to look fantastic. Thank you, my dude. Oh, you're welcome, man. They're going to look my awesome pleasure. in the detail. Super pumped about these. These are going to come right out of the box, straight into the detail. I'm loving these Power of the Force mm -hmm. things right now. And I love that you're going for four bucks each. <laughs> well, and it's hilarious because I had this epiphany as I'm driving home. And I have these Power of the Force figures next to me. And then uh, Duel of the Fates is playing on on my radio, and oh. I was like, "This is this is 1996 for me all over again." <laughs> Buying Star Wars figures for my buddy with this song playing. <laughs> I was at least driving this time, not on the number 54 bus. But uh, yeah, oh, off we go. Yeah. So it's yeah, it was a bit of uh, deja vu for me. Ah, oh, incredible man! I'm super pumped about this. <laughs> that Han can't man. go Ooh, wrong. That's nice. Yes, cannot go wrong. Amazing. All right, guys. Well. That wraps it up for this week in Nerd, this week in Comics. And we're going to get into some of the news items here. But before we get into a deep dive into Clone Wars and anything like that, we're going to talk about the box office and kind of the landscape that we've been left with. No, we don't need to talk about the box office. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. We've got, we got another special little action figure sitting here that I'm going to talk about here in a few no, minutes. No, that thing's giving me anxiety. <laughs> so, so the box office, you know, we have our box office fantasy draft and or fantasy pool, I should say. Four of us are in it. We've got the listener one, guys. I finally got the ginormous Excel sheet together. So as of Thursday... I'm going to start publishing it for everyone to 
to see on Twitter where everyone's at with a few of the movies that have been released. No, I don't think we need to publish that either. <laughs> and you know what? Lead right now, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. amongst amongst the four of us here for the you know the nerd room you know proper box office fantasy draft facts. Fancy pool. Keep saying draft. Son of a gun. Um, we Carlos is out to an early lead with Onward and Birds of Prey, but those have not been the two highest performers for the year. Those have been outperformed <laughs> by two movies that none of us took, and that's Bad Boys Three, which has held over two hundred million dollars domestically, oh. and Sonic, which is pushing a hundred and fifty million dollars domestically. Hi, puppy. And who would have thought? Yeah. Who right? would have thought? Not us. Not us. We picked 20 <laughs> films, guys, and neither of those two are on that. And a $200 million film, like this Bad Boys for Life is going to make more than Solo domestically. Or has a chance to, at least. That's crazy. That's nuts. And that bad. a Sonic the Hedgehog movie opened bigger than a Pixar movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. With Tom million. Holland and Chris Pratt. Yeah. yeah. $58 million it opened to, and onward opened to $39 million oh, this weekend. Oh, my goodness. This is the first time I've ever seen the words Pixar and bomb yeah. in a single sentence. That's that's crazy. Well, the, what do you call it? The Good Dinosaur. Was it Good yeah. Dinosaur? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that had a... That was one was kind of... It's a good movie, but I think it just failed box office. Yeah. Was that one yeah. Disney, though? Or no, was it was Pixar. Pixar. No, it was Pixar. Yeah. It was Pixar. Yeah. It's the one that no one talks about. Yeah. It was rough. Yeah, but this Onward one, it's crazy. You know, you look at it, too. You know, Star Wars and Spider-Man mm-hmm. in a Pixar movie like that that thing screams with unicorns hit. Yeah. yeah right yeah. and it's it's interesting because you know there's this call out there for you know Disney's just doing sequels and remakes and all this guys here is a original Pixar film and not a ton of people went and saw yeah. it well it's original films in general right I no, mean look yeah, at right. um my boy right now, Ben Affleck, yeah. way back. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Nobody's going to see it, but I heard it's a great movie. And it got tons of press to too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I realize that the people that bitch on Twitter don't actually go out to the movies once they make it for them. They just like to hear themselves complain. Yeah. That's a thousand percent what happened with Birds of Prey. Like, yeah. how many people were whining and moaning about Suicide Squad not being R-rated? Mm-hmm. Yeah, here you go. Oh, <laughs> yeah, R-rated. Person this is what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's interesting to look at and like unfortunately Carlos has both Birds of Prey and, and onward and <laughs> I know and this janky enchantress yes. figure is gonna end up in the back cave and I'm so, not happy about it. You gotta display so it with we, pride. We purchased a uh, as as Carlos has dubbed it the janky enchantress figure from <laughs> Suicide Squad. So I found it at um, an EB Games. They tried to charge me $7 for it, but on the back is a red sticker that says 3 So I, I paid $3 for this figure, and it's going to become the uh, the, the loser trophy Oof. for it's, it's, uh, uh, the Nerd Room <laughs> box office fantasy pool. It's <laughs> the wooden spoon. It's, it is very much that. It's, uh, it's an ugly-ass <laughs> figure. I'll throw a picture up on Twitter here uh, as this is released because no one wants this, and it's... Oh, man, the... You want it right now or no? No, it's so terrible. And because it's like Suicide Squad, mm. people will conceivably come into my house and be like, oh, did you actually buy that on purpose? <laughs> at least if it's in here, it's like, oh, there's, okay, This there has to be a story behind it. And at least it's funny. With me, I just get sideways looks. We should like carve your name into it like the Stanley Cup. So like Carlos and like every year just add another name to the legs and one, one little tattoo onto her. Or... Yeah. maybe I'll make a trophy. Out of it. We'll see. We'll see how creative I get with this. But nonetheless, someone's getting this this year. Yeah. Hopefully it's not me. But you never know, Carlos. You might be off to. You know, you're in the lead right now. Yeah. None of us have ever have any films. You have an eighty now. million dollar lead, man. You do. Or yeah. actually, way more than that. You yeah. have like a. Yeah. 170 well see i petitioned mgm and i said we need to do something about this because i can't lose 
the box office fantasy pool. So that's why they bumped Bond 25 and they put it right in the middle of Sanjay's films. <laughs> you really like screwed me on this one, buddy. Like, <laughs> it's not even just like one film. Like this is like a domino effect that affects my whole draft. Like, my, my whole strategy was like, okay, I'll take it in November. It's close to Christmas. Kong, that's gone out the window now. Eesh. Uh, what was the other one I took that I was just like I don't even know oh that dragon movie yeah. I was like I don't even know that anything of Disney movie yeah uh, Raya and the Last Dragon it's a Disney it's, animated movie and I was like I've never one. heard of it but it's coming out like near the end of the year so I figure like it'll do pretty well and now that Bond's coming out like same weekend that one's out the window <laughs> the way this draft is going though watch it'll gross more than Onward it'll gross more than Bond <laughs> like I'd like to apologize to all the studio execs out there who's uh, products i picked in the pool because clearly my choice is a touch of death you yeah. never know well, man. you never, you never know, know because the, there's been kind of this black swan event yeah. guys you know yeah you yes you are off to a good ish start all things huh. considered but some could say maybe a slow start <laughs> but you never know what's gonna happen because like i said a black swan event is you know really starting to affect the movie industry and that's this coronavirus thing you know mm-hmm. everyone's freaking out about it you know we have to as a family i have to make a decision here in the next two weeks whether or not we're going to go on our disney trip which includes a cruise <laughs> which the government just said don't go on cruise ships yeah. so we'll figure that one out at some point here but we've seen knock-on effects from this bond 25 moving from april to november mission impossible 7 the production has been completely shut down because it was shooting in italy a country that is now on complete lockdown 60 million people under quarantine lockdown we've got you know you sent an article in the dm today with uh, falcon and the winter soldier war shooting in prague mm-hmm. that's been completely shut down everyone's been shipped back to atlanta there are even rumors that their plot had to be tweaked a little bit because it dealt with some sort of pandemic type of virus oh, oh really and so they're making some you know on the fly remake or on the fly uh, reshoots and rewrites to try to take that out to you know quell some of that uh, that fear and also you know it's just a weird coincidence that that's happening but you don't want to repeat that especially in places like you know china is going to be one of these huge things for disney plus down the road and this being the epicenter of all of this so there's some considerations to to to, to factor in there with those type of movie making and show making but there's also mulan which comes out on the 26th march 26th and black widow which comes to the first weekend of may so these are all big huge movies you know one of my big movies one of troy's big movies for this year and disney is very firm in saying they're not moving these dates and we're at a stage now where public gatherings are being somewhat discouraged movie theaters are one of such public gatherings like china shut down seventy thousand movie theaters in their country during the peak of the coronavirus outbreak Seventy thousand movie theaters that is arguably one of if not the biggest market for marvel films and these live action remakes you know mulan is somewhat tailor-made for a substantially large Chinese audience. Well, wasn't even Wonder Woman pushed? Like, didn't they push Wonder Woman to reach the Chinese audience for this year? They likely did, but nothing's been given a Chinese release date in right. the, in 2020 yet. Right. So we may see those movies down. Like Black mm-hmm. Widow might come out in November mm-hmm. in China. Mm-hmm. Um, Mulan might come out in you know in August. So yeah. we likely to see these, but it's going to be a while before we see that global effect yeah. on this industry and seeing things move like this. This is unprecedented. You know, not to mention everything else is going on. You know, mm-hmm. this is what we focus on, so this is what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. But we're seeing a lot of shifts and a lot of shakeups of the industry itself, and it's somewhat alarming. 
that everything is going to be affected in some capacity oh, yeah. by this, like I'm saying, black swan event. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is pretty wild. You know, our, and our sympathies go to anyone that's been affected by this directly, has been trapped on a cruise ship, has lost a family member, whatever. Um, it's, it's difficult. And this is kind of, you know, one of those things that we don't understand what and how to deal with this. And this is the, the effects. We see it all through society. I mean, this is one of them, one of the ones that we talk about a lot, but it, it's interesting. It's something we're going to keep tabs on here because it does have implications for not only what we talk about, but when we see these things. Mm-hmm. So we'll see, you know, I'm, the assumption is that Mulan's still going to come out and we're still going to get to see Black Widow, which we're going to talk about here in a few minutes. I think Black Widow is bulletproof. I don't think Mulan is domestically. No. But so. the reviews coming out for it are incredible. Like they're calling it the best live action remake that Disney's done since the last one. <laughs> I, I read those same reviews for the Lion King and yeah, that yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> they, they said Lion King, like Lion King, was literally a shot for shot yeah. remake. Yeah. yeah, like this one apparently has some originality to it. I don't know. Yeah. A lot less singing. Singing. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty cynical on those live action remakes. Mm-hmm. I had, I haven't liked any of them. So yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I got. I got. You know, a little bit riding on it. Yeah. But uh, nonetheless, you know, my whole thing is practice what you preach. How many times a day do you tell your kid to wash your hands? And mm-hmm. Just do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's weird that you have to tell people to wash their I hands. Know, <laughs> yeah. 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 Sneeze into your elbow. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, well, uh, don't you guys have a sneeze balloon? A what? A sneeze balloon. That's a thing? Yeah, man. Every time you're about to sneeze, you just put your balloon over your mouth so you sneeze in the balloon and the germs I can't tell out. if you're being real or not. No, man. Sneeze balloons. Yeah, Look fart it up. balloon too? What's this? <laughs> <Fart> <laughs> balloon. <laughs> Watch his I'm gonna be past coronavirus and all that. We're gonna talk some Star Wars here, my dude. Clone yeah, Wars, man. Clone Wars, yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. First of all, we're talking Star Wars. Um, rest in peace to Max von Sydow. Oh yes, yes, Our yes. Dude, good. Uh, Lord Senteca. Lord Senteca right? passed uh, age ninety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. 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 World class actor. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah. Um, he had, I, you know, he had a very small part in Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Bigger part in the comic books. Definitely, um, but he really set the tone for me for 100%. Force Awakens. You know, uh, everyone uh, t- wanted more of him. I-, I wanted more. What's what's that best line? Uh, to you, she's a general, but to me, she'll always be royalty. Yeah, I thought that was just boom, yeah. setting the stamp on that film. And he I thought he, he was great. felt really OT character. He really did. Yeah, really did. He was one of like the the characters that felt like they plucked him straight out of the original trilogy and dumped him into the Force right? Awakens. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, rest yeah. in peace. Good call. There, yeah, too. man. Yeah. Good call. Like I actually just watched his uh, one of his first films, The Seventh Seal, the yeah. other day, and he was fantastic he the villain in, that. in that one. Uh, no, no, he's like the main guy in there. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. and then uh, in The Exorcist, he plays the priest in The Exorcist. Yeah. So, I mean, talk about like a film career. And talk about like the different things he's done. He's done like art house Swedish black and white films, and he's done Star Wars, and he's yeah. done the scariest movie of all time. Game of Thrones so, as well. Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah. Like, what a hell of a career. 90 yeah. years old. Like, he was in Game of Thrones. He was the tree. He was, not the tree. Was The he's, tree? He's the one that, uh, what's his name? Bray, Bry? Bran. Bran could talk to, was talking to for that. Oh, film. yeah. Wasn't he in the tree? He's like that weird kind of character. Wait, wait, there's a tree. He does the flashback sequence. Remember he does that flashback sequence? Yeah, he was like the other warg or whatever it was. Yeah. Right? I don't know if it was a warg. He's, an old, he's just, he was in it though. I think it was like season four or five. Yeah, I, I, you know, I know what you're talking about. He had some connection with. Yeah, they'd go like white eyes and yes, communicate yes, with each yes, other. Yes, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Oh yes, the tree. You're surprised there's a tree in that. Like well, literally, Groot is on lunchbox. No man, I've been thinking about like the trees from Lord of the Rings. Oh, uh, yeah, like those guys were cool. Yeah, they were very cool. 
Oh, yeah. Tree beard. Yeah. 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 Good. <laughs> All right. The Cold Wars, man. Season 7, yes. episode 3. Mm-hmm. We'll keep it, I guess, non-spoiler-ish mm-hmm. for, for this. We kind of dipped into spoilers last week. We'll keep non-spoilers for now. Right. Uh, we'll see if there's a need to dip into it. I will say off the top, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy this arc has come to a close. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was kind of like, okay, do they usually do three episode arcs? Like, yeah, yeah, okay, they yeah, do, yeah. yeah, 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 or they'll come back to. Yeah. yeah, I'm happy for them to pull. There's a particular element in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the clones. I'm happy for them to to pull through. Yeah, um, I love continuing to see the Bad Batch. Like, yeah, I think they're fantastic. Yeah, and I want to see them continue. But this arc that they've been on, I'm like, okay. Let's move on to something else here because we've got three like solid episodes, but Mm. that felt like a two episode arc to me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Especially because the first episode, I feel like that could have been sliced more into the episode two even. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But it's good. You know, it's, it's, you know, I'm really looking forward to what's next. So Mm -hmm. it got me anticipating. But like I said, I feel like this dragged on just a little bit too long. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I really like what it did for the character of Rex. It's yeah. really developing and evolving that character to the Rex that we all know. Um, love seeing Anakin's power set even oh, more powerful than ever. You know, so like cool. when he used, um, I guess he can't spoil things, but he's using this for the Force in incredible ways with certain members of yeah. uh, the Bad Batch, yeah. which was fantastic. And uh, yeah, overall, it's glad is great. I'm, I'm with you. I'm glad they wrapped it up, and I just want to go forward. I want some Obi Wan. I want more of the Jedi. I just exactly. Want to go yeah, I want yeah. and um, yeah, this whole first arc has been quite focused on the clones, which yeah. has been really good. Yeah. Um I think with this episode if they had half of it to finish up the previous arc and half of it to lead you into the next one. Right. I probably would have preferred that mm-hmm. as far as the pacing thing. Yeah. But overall, it's, it's still delivering. I'm still really enjoying sitting down and watching Definitely. it. Definitely. And uh, like I said, those 20 minute intervals, mm. absolutely fantastic. Yeah, man. Solid. Solid. Yeah. So we got a new Disney Plus subscriber here in Carlos at the yes. table. Only waiting on you, buddy. What's uh, that? Yeah, Disney Plus subscription here. Uh, is the Snyder Cut on there? <laughs> you wish. <laughs> no, but the Weeding Cut is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Weeding Cut. <laughs> Up Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> but Carlos, my dude, you have been uh, dipping into the Mandalorian. Yeah, man. So you, you've been taking it slow. You've been, you know, episode by episode, but you've had some pretty favorable things to say about it. Yeah, I'm three in, and I was just blown away at just the the quality of the production, just how big the worlds and the galaxy feel. I love the lore with the Mandalorians and why, like, I'm just kind of getting a sense of what the guild is all about and where they came from and how they're preserving themselves and whatnot and then like episode three i was just blown away was that feloni that one uh, no it was deborah chow yeah deborah chow oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's yeah. she's on she's oh, fire yeah, that yeah. third episode like when he when he goes into right or wrong it is the best batman sequence that i've seen <laughs> on film you just wait since the dark knight oh, yeah. like it was it was awesome i was like yeah. this I had to stop and yeah. like go shout into a bag as to why I didn't see that <laughs> the last time he was on screen and then come back to the episode. But yeah, I, I'm loving it. I yeah. love how his look evolves. I like the dynamic with Mando and the child. Like mm. yeah. it, it's cool. Like it's, it's a neat world. And I love seeing the commoners of the yeah. Star Wars universe, right? Cause you're always with the, uh, I don't know, I guess the royalty of it with the Skywalkers and whatnot. So it's neat to see the world that these guys influence with what they're doing. Right. And it's cool to see the shambles of the Empire oh, being involved in that's things. That's some of my and, favorite stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just like they're, and I think coming from fans that have created it, like in Filoni and Favreau and that, mm-hmm. is that they've plucked really obscure elements and dropped them in and said, this is your Star Wars. Mm-hmm. 
and it's not like here's this person that's or just a reference to Luke Skywalker yeah. or whatever. It's like you know very subtle references. Yeah. yeah. That, that I think that really prop up the show. Yeah. Oh, and that Ludwig Göransson score, it's it's <sighs> awesome. Like, yeah. I was a button press away from buying that thing. Oh, I'm just like <laughs> that, that when Nando's on the screen, that that little piece of score that follows him around, mm. yeah. it's so good. Oh man, you're in for a treat in the next yeah. uh, the next few episodes. Yeah, I'm enjoying. Like it's been hard to not just kind of put everything aside and sit down and start binging right. Mandalorian, but I've been enjoying savoring it and kind of keeping it for those moments where I have a bit of time to yeah. just let it all soak in and no distractions. Just immerse myself in the Mandalorian. So. Beauty. <laughs> well, I think our friends actually in the UK get it this Friday. Oh, nice. I think they get it on the 13th, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. Maybe the 21st, but... Is it the full Disney Plus launch, or...? Yeah, well, it's that weird... I don't know what they're doing in the UK. It doesn't seem to be an app. Guy cable thing? Yeah. 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 With all the Disney Plus promotion going on here, I feel like we have a code that we're meant to give the audience yeah. to, yeah. to subscribe. Type <laughs> in the nerd room. Yeah. For 10% discount on Disney yeah. Plus. <laughs> gonna try that <laughs> yeah, there, there's no discounts in canada for yeah. disney plus i'll tell you that much i think we're the only market that didn't get any kind of pat- but, yeah because we don't because the u.s got hulu and espn plus right. for a, like a baggage account thing mm-hmm. and then a bunch of people got to sign up for like three years at like some dirt cheap amount wow for their really? D- d23 subscriber members mm-hmm. the the fan club Shit. or whatever yeah but they got the first crack at it for right. some ridiculously low price yeah you got it for like basically 40% of the normal wow. price yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but we're paying her 90 bucks a year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's 90 Which, bucks a year? Oh, come on, man. Compared to Netflix, that's great. You, you're paying $45, $50 for a steelbook. <laughs> yeah, that'll last forever. <laughs> yeah, these books will <laughs> technically last forever. I'll going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you have access to like everything. Like yeah. It's a pretty darn good deal. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Like yeah. 7 bucks a month or something? Can yeah, I, like... I'm actually more debating to cut my Netflix over... over uh, really? really? Oh, yeah, really? I, I feel like Netflix has kind of been kind of weak but, but yeah. can you like disney plus and chill like does it really like what are you gonna do like put on bambi is this fucking get you put on room? attack of the clones <laughs> yeah, for really? episode three yeah get that score yeah yeah i don't know that it's a netflix killer now that i no i wouldn't say it's a netflix it's a killer i wouldn't say it's a netflix killer but i mean right now at my house it's amazon prime going on and it's disney plus and netflix is really well non-existent you right can now. watch movies on amazon prime yes yeah dude <laughs> No, it's just like free shipping. I thought no, they no, get no, like check it Jack out. Reacher, yeah. and there's a ton of hunters, yeah. the boys. Oh, what? it's solid. Miss Maisel. Oh man, yeah, they Amazon have tons Prime of good like shows. Really are you guys like for real right now? Are you guys yeah. just no, like, seriously? Are you for real right yeah. now? Prime yeah, man, video. Amazon Prime. Like I thought, it, Amazon was just like a bookstore. No, you no, get you get a subscription from. going on now, you so see, now yeah. you can watch a bunch of content. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, check it out, man. Excuse me for a minute. Maybe you'll abandon physical media. Never. This is what you get for listening to the nerd room. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I learn something new every day. Just wait for the uh, totally not me Apple review. <laughs> Thanks to the nerd room, I realized Amazon Prime is not just free shipping. <laughs> Those guys are great, especially Sanjay. Yeah. You're like the least tech savvy brown guy I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> Call me at the call center. Did you shut it off? <laughs> Did you turn it back on? Wait, can you walk me through the Amazon Prime thing? I thought I was voting you for help. <laughs> That's all I got, bro. <laughs> but I can oh, cook shit. you a mean meal. Meat uh, and veg dish. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> There's a lot I want to say, but I'm not going to say it.
<laughs> I'm going to casually move us on to our next topic here, and that is Matt Reeves. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. come on, guys. Uh, Matt yeah. Reeves is doing it right. Taking, I think, a lot of cues from what we've seen DC do with the last couple of their movies, I think. Um, and it's kind of give us a bit of that information before it's spoiled for us on Just Jared or something like mm-hmm. that, right? It's, it's Isn't giving... that like the ring site that you can buy like wedding rings, Just Jared? I don't know. I, I always see Just Jared post low-key fo- photos or something. I don't know. I just... Because uh, you know it's like the commercials, like he went to Jared. I always thought it was like, oh, like the geez. jeweler. I thought he was the subway guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about the subway guy anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> I forgot about the... Whoopsies. <laughs> but anyways, Dungeon <laughs> Man, you are a tangent machine tonight. <laughs> Matt Reeves, director of The Batman, coming out in 2021. We got one man here to the right of me looking forward to it. Man across from me looking forward to it. Mine yeah. and me to the left looking forward to it. Maybe a little less. Maybe a little bit more Black Widow for you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, he's been showing us. We got that first look at the bat suit. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. And then we got a full look at the bat suit from set photos. And then now we've got the first look at the new and improved Batmobile. Now this is probably the most prototype looking, original Batmobile looking that we've ever gotten on screen you know we go back to batman 66 pretty well evolved batmobile there you got the tumbler in the nolan series which i guess is still kind of a proto version but pretty high tech pretty militaristic type of vehicle you go back to batman returns the you know batman 89 we've got you know our batmobile that we're all used to you know carlos has been playing with it as he goes down <laughs> his basement absolutely and thanks again parked outside. yeah yeah <laughs> that's right then you move on to schumacher and it becomes you know this wild ass looking thing i love the schumacher I love batmobile. It's electric, man. right I, I, yeah it's pretty wild looking like if you could take like <laughs> oh, if you could take right uh like tim burden writing a script but like schumacher designs the universe that would be the best of both worlds. There's so much neon in Schumacher. I love the neon, man. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. The the Gotham Observatory, or um, was it the like, uh, what's it called? We like yeah, look the at the observatory. Yeah, when the... it's like on top of like a statue, and he's like, oh, oh yeah, he's driving it down those. Oh big yeah, yeah, man. man. Yeah. Like Robin in the Batbike. Oh, you know, so sick. Or Two Face hits the Statue of Liberty, but he only hits half the face. You can see the symbolism oh, yeah, there. Yeah, man, that's genius. <laughs> yeah, man, Schumacher is like the like hollow genius. Like he's just like not appreciated in his own time. Underrated. Yeah, Maybe. yeah, he's probably like the best Batman director you've ever gotten. Fucking <laughs> the bear, man. Like, like the nipples, I think, because you know what? It's cold, right? So you gotta like prepare for that so if he's fighting mr freeze mm. you need the nipple room chill oh, room. yeah so the nipple room for the nipple suit like schumacher thought Man, of this stuff you, you're cruising like you're gonna walk outside and your tires me flat <laughs> <laughs> get pulled over it was so much more fun last week <laughs> <laughs> oh my, my birthday present was eight different versions of batman and robin <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right goddamn batman <laughs> who's yes. goddamn angry let's, right now let's, let's de-stress a bit Let's talk about this new Batmobile, man. What are you thinking about it? I love it. Like, I, I think it's awesome. Like, we've been talking, this is kind of a proto version of Batman, and I love that he's got what you can see the markings of being a souped-up kind of Chevy Charger kind of yes. thing, and or Dodge Charger, and yeah, it's cool. Like, it's got enough of the Batmotif to it that it's not a car that you could conceivably see anywhere else, but it's not over the top in that how did this guy come up with this car if he's only been operating for a few years? And it's got like a ton of comic book lineage to it because 
that is essentially what the Batmobile looked like through the Neil Adams era in the 70s, right up to like the 80s, to be honest, and Jason Todd kind of stealing the tires off of it. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I dig it. Like, I'm one that has always kind of thought in the back of my mind, like, when does the guy have time to build these total over-the-top <laughs> cars? And I also, like... I don't know. I appreciate that he's not like stickering everything with the bat symbol. Like, like <laughs> brand, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Here's my car. Let me put this big decal on it. Like, the bat I don't know. It, card. It, yeah. It just, it seems, it seems more legit like this. And like that one shot of the three quarter turn with him in the background yeah. behind the car and you see the fins and whatnot. So good. Like yeah. the atmosphere in that. It's awesome. So that shot alone sold me on the car big time. And I think we'll see it evolve. I'm glad that it's not a tank, like, as much yeah. as I like the tumbler. It was a cool concept, and I think it fit that universe. Yeah. But this, to me, fits what Reeves is putting putting out. Totally. And I think the Arkham Knight game turned me off, the kind of over-the-top oh, tanky kind of car. Like, <laughs> it was just, like, it was so awkward, and it I didn't find it aesthetically pleasing. And then when you have to play with it, it was so frustrating to play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, you're kind of in your groove <laughs> and it's like, Oh, you got to drive the tank again. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so worst. yeah, I'm glad yeah. we're back to a sleek car. Like, it, you know, it is something that's going to be stealthier because it, the tumbler, like you're pretty bad Gotham city police department. If you can't follow that thing to <laughs> wherever it originated, he jumps from. over into the water though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. So this is something that, yeah, you could, you could ditch in an alleyway and people yeah. may or may not figure out what's going on with the car. And yeah, I, I dig it. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, how are you feeling about this, man? I know you, do, you really don't like the Arkham Knight one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? Um, overall, I think this is probably the best photo or images I've seen for this film thus far. Like now yeah. I'm kind of more on board. I really like the uh, the image that we do see of Batman from the back there with the cape, the cowl. Uh, that's a really nice shot. I think it was Sunny that called in the DM. This is Blade Runner meets yeah. uh, Batman basically, yeah. right? And yeah. I love that. I love that. That look looks cool. You've got a bit of noir going on. Um, the Batmobile is cool. It's a little more practical which is fine. It has like that muscle car look which is great. I've never been a fan of the Tumblr anyway so I like this direction more so um i'm not blown away by it it's not my top three of the no. batmobiles live action but for what they're doing right now in this universe I'm, I'm fine with it but overall for me the money shot is just the shot itself that's yeah. what i really appreciate when i think in the dm2 you said this is the most batman looking photo you've seen since like early nolan stuff right or, or even like tim burton stuff yeah yeah like just with the smoke rising and the cape kind of billowing out behind him and yeah it it's just got a neat feel to it. Yeah. Like, like Nolan caught that a few times here and there and, and Snyder would set them up, but just this, you, you kind of sense that this is going to be the aesthetic of the entire film, yeah. right? Yeah. It'll be interesting because I mean, Matt Reeves is an incredible director, obviously. Um, but the one thing, you know, a lot of people rave about when it comes to Snyder is like his action shots are, mm -hmm. you know, from 300 to Watchmen. Yeah. Sucker punch. Yeah. sucks but that movie <laughs> like the action sequences are like no other so it'll be really interesting to see if we're just gonna get like some cool shots or we're gonna get some really cool like batman in motion because i think snyder really pulled off some awesome motion yeah. um, visuals of batman you know so we'll see we'll yeah see, i guess the th like do you remember the i think it was war of the planet of the apes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where it had that teaser with the rain and it's on a close-up on Caesar's Wait. face. And yeah, then yeah, as yeah. it pulls out, you see, like, more and more of the apes. Oh. And it's like he's got this huge army with him. Yeah, so man. that's the guy that's doing this movie, right? It's the same anyway. cinematographer, right, that did 
Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue One. So the One. guy that filmed the Vader yeah. scene. Right. Yeah. Right. He's going to be your true. guy, and it's man. it's the same, um, isn't it the same uh, orc? What did yeah, Michael Giacchino. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Composer, yeah, because yeah. that's what we talked about the other day, too. Yeah, right? it's, yeah. it's yeah. basically the, the Rogue One crew, bu- crew with yeah. Matt Reeves. So. That's scary. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's, yeah. it's going to be awesome. Like, yeah. I, I'm excited. I'm like, what, how are you feeling about this one? Oh, yeah, man. I'm totally there. Like, to me, I'm always there, so they don't they don't need to show me a lot to get get me excited. Uh, in terms of the action, I just you know I don't know because like in this movie, his villains are Penguin, Riddler, and Catwoman. Mm. So like maybe you could have some cool fight scenes with Catwoman, mm. but like Penguin and Riddler probably like aren't really known for their like battles. So like in terms of action, maybe like set it up. This one be more like Batman Begins. Um, you know, less action, more like. Uh, like thriller? thinking more thriller okay. like more noir right. and then maybe like the sequel they'll give us like a like a villain that's kind of like a punch me up like a stroke like a death stroke would be awesome or like a clay face or something KG like that or something yeah, yeah. but they'll probably like stay away because they used them right oh yeah I already guess, yeah. so like just yeah. but like something like that where you'd be right. like more like punchy smashy i hope um, so but it's like robert pattinson batman right so yeah like being batman you don't like henchmen can pose a challenge for him if they're yeah that's true right. early yeah. early batman too right yeah right. and uh i do wonder like this batmobile you brought up a good point like this is kind of what the batmobile looked like in the 70s i wonder if it like it changed after burton came and made something completely different and like something that fit that universe and then everyone it was such a big hit everyone's like shit man we gotta copy it yeah they changed it like through the 80s and stuff too yeah and even like superpowers they kind of jazz it up a bit like it 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 evolves all the time, right? Like it was first like just a red Studebaker, and then yeah. the Morrison they, one when uh, Dick Grayson's Batman. That one was that I, was I love that Batman, but that one was that was the worst one. Yeah, it's just so red, over like, the top yeah. and the big red thing on the front. But, uh, I don't, I don't yeah. even think I know that one. There's that been one so many Batmobiles. Yeah. Like my favorite yeah. Batmobile was the Norm Brayfogle one, and I, I think it was only in like maybe three or four issues. And it was just super cool. And did you see that? I can't remember what issue it was, but it was like a Snyder issue, uh, Scott Snyder. And like someone like breaks in the Batcave, and you can see all the different Batmobiles oh, yeah. throughout the eras in it. Yeah. Oh, that, that was, was a cool that was issue. Dope. That yeah. was show that they're in continuity still. Right? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was from White Knight. Oh, was oh, that White Knight? From, yeah. Oh, okay. Because okay. there's like the Tumblr in it. I think there's like the Burden one. And, and the yeah. old, old school ones. Yeah, yeah. that was the, cool. If you Google Batmobiles, there's a really nice uh, like image whatever you want to call it, like where someone's compiled all oh, the, the different Batmobiles uh, throughout the years. It's fantastic looking. Yeah. 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 It's, it's really neat. And you know, look here for me, I love this. You know, when you're, when we're talking, like you said, Carl's proto, this seems like something that, you know, rich kid, Bruce Wayne's got a couple muscle cars. He's going to modify this one. Maybe it's Alfred doing it. Who knows? And this seems, it's just like a souped up muscle car. Totally. It's totally appropriate for, what they're doing here that motorcycle that we saw from the set photos had kind of the ears on it very subtle nod to like a bat bike but still just a motorcycle no stickers no stickers <laughs> <laughs> no big yellow stickers. but i think it's, it's kind of a cool look for it and you know some of the images that i've seen floating around the internet that really do promote the idea that the batmobile looked like this for a long time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and has a, a lot of roots in the comic books and yeah sure this stuff, like you're saying, to the atmospheric look, to the shot, it looks beautiful. I, I'm a big fan of the one where he's standing right beside the car and he's kind of very, you know, perched up there. Like the one from like the up yeah, high from shot. like yeah, it looks like it's coming from like a streetlight or something. 
yeah, it just looks great. This the Gotham looks kind of dirty, mm. and mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm really digging what I'm seeing. I can't wait till we get the first trailer. You know, if they're this far along in shooting, I know they're gonna give us a trailer. You know, now, but maybe by the end of the year, we're gonna have something pretty substantial for this film. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, it was very that gave me the hope for yeah. SDCC. So. Yeah. I'm thinking oh, SDCC sure. or the San Paulo thing because Matt Reeves did say along with James Gunn that you know they're they're bringing stuff for for that mm. specific convention that's where we mm. first got that's december but that's where we first got the wonder woman trailer right that was where it first debuted right. and they're talking about doing the same thing there these movies come out relatively in the same space as wonder woman's coming out this year and so the expectation is before you know we click over into 2021 we're going to have a trailer for both Whoa. suicide squad and the batman and a, a tease at sccc 2020 i think is a real possibility yeah, well, and with Suicide Squad, they've wrapped filming, yes, and James have. Gunn was he was very, very, very um, gracious and very grateful to Warner Brothers. He yeah. said it was one of the best experiences he's ever had, and he had some personal tragedies with his father mm-hmm. and his dog, and yeah. so they bent over backwards for him. And it it kind of sounds like he's gonna be one of the stewards for DC going forward. Mm. Like, yeah, he he spilled the beans that he knew all about the bat suit yeah. and what it looked like and where it was coming from and where it was going to. And yeah, I'm kind of excited about that too. Cause like DC fits his sensibilities with the horror stuff. And if yeah. they're willing to dip into kind of more questionable content or stuff, that's not guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, it, it's and it's interesting too that you say that because he was pegged earlier on as one of the guys to help steward the cosmic end mm-hmm. of the universe. They seem to be leaning a bit more towards Tekuatiti on that now, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which I'm I'm okay with. But he was kind of one of the guys, you know, he's an EP credit on Infinity War. Like he he had a hand in bringing, and I would say he probably wrote a good chunk of the dialogue oh, for bet. the Guardians, yeah, especially in Infinity War. When there was rumblings so that he well. came in and he like directed that stuff, I or... wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, because like, it felt like they ripped it right out of Volume Two and so shoved good. it into the film. Yeah. It was yeah. better than some of the Volume Two stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. And so he's meant after he's done, you know, the post production, this he'll jump over to Guardians. But I can very much see him just wrapping up his commitments with Marvel at this point, finishing off that trilogy, I think, in the right way, mm-hmm. and then them, you know, handing or. Warner Brothers handing things back to him and saying, you know, come in and do something a little different yeah. for us. You know, continue the Suicide Squad franchise and try to expand out the universe a bit. He's got experience, you know, pretty good experience building a universe or at least a franchise around unknown characters and how to make them appealing to a wider audience. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's been a few interviews now where suddenly the Metal Men keep coming up as his favorite comic book. So no way. I'm like, yeah. That... I don't know about that, man. Like, <laughs> it feels like, okay, like, that'd be kind of cool because he's, like, doing stuff, but I just want him to do, like, cooler stuff. Like, I, I don't know. Metal like, Men is awesome, man. It's, it's super yeah, original. It's Yeah, it's kinda... but, like, Metal Man, you could, like, get that on streaming. Like, you know, it's like Doom Patrol. It's like, yeah, like, that's a streaming show. I'd, I'd but, Metal like, Men? But, yeah. yeah Metal but, like, if, but if you have, like, James Gunn doing, like, Justice League Dark and he's, like, handling Swamp Thing and stuff like that. Ooh, like, that sounds cool. But right? Scott Derrickson wants that to do that. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I would love Scott Derrickson to do that. Like, he's saying doing well, Constantine. See, and... <laughs> speaking of, sorry, speaking of Scott Derrickson, you see the controversy he created online this past no. weekend? No. I guess he was, uh, not really controversy, but I guess he was out to dinner with some friends and some kids asked him, like, oh, yeah. what would you do if you could direct Star Wars? He's like, I'd do a, a horror hot film and yes. then he's like i thought this would be interesting so i tweeted about it and then every clickbait site on the internet picked it up saying scott derrickson has pitched doing a horror hoth film yeah. to disney and then he t- finally tweeted like 
guys, like this was just something that I talked about. I thought it was kind of cool, so I tweeted it. Sorry for that. Yeah. <laughs> like, because he was, I think it was Screen Rant, actually. He mm. kind of yeah. quoted their tweet and said, no, I did not pitch this <laughs> to, to anybody. So There's been a few of those sites. It's that funny yeah. just take it's off with stuff. Out. Clickbait, man. It's like, it's the way it is now. Like, people just don't even, like, read the, used to, like, read the headline and read the article. Now they just read the headline. Yeah. Click it and move on. Like, it's crazy out there. Just well, so yeah, much, like, misinformation. There's a project that just, I can't remember which one it is, but the director right away came up and he was like, no, he goes, it's never been easier for you guys to verify what we're doing and what the reality of our projects is, but you choose not to. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. Man. I don't know, man. Like, it's, it's kind of like a weird thing um, with clickbait and stuff because, like, how do you control that? You just got to, like, be smart out there and just see, like, okay, this site always posts clickbait bullshit. Never fall for it. But everyone's gone that way. Like, mm-hmm. there's, like, even sites that were before were sem- even semi-reputable are having the same issues with just posting random stuff, right? It's, like, mm-hmm. what is in the moment? Yeah. And most people go straight to Twitter for that. Not like, to be honest with you, I get a lot of news off of Twitter because that's literally the first place it hits. Mm-hmm. and you got to be careful you got to be able to filter it out and find good podcasts like the nerd room <laughs> the real information the real scoops yeah. we get no scoops well even like uh, even some of the trades now start, like you look at yeah. all the Ben Affleck stuff with the way back every single site that interviewed him or did big breakdowns of that movie all led their stories with Batman v Superman versus Justice League stuff right and he talked about it for literally one sentence yeah. sometimes two sentences yeah. Yeah. And gave them hours of content about his battles with alcoholism and everything else. But it's like this garbage stuff is what they lead with. Well, that's kind of why I think he left Batman. Because remember, he was promoting that one film, Live by Night. Mm -hmm. And like everyone, that's all they talked about. And he's like, guys, I'm going to do it. But I want to promote this Live by Night. And like they just wouldn't stop, wouldn't stop. And then like I think like the pressure just it just like got too much. And then Live by Night bombed. And then he's just like enough with this, man. Like, well, I think he had a friend tell him. I think this is one of the interviews. Friend tell yeah. him like you can do Batman, but you're gonna drink yourself to death before you finish it. Yeah. yeah. And because he's got this movie coming out, this basketball movie that's it's apparently yeah. quite good. I watched yeah, the trailer for it. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. is the way back. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, and it looks good. Yeah. And yeah. It looks real good. Um, real inspirational. Yeah. 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 <laughs> to tie it back to the nerd room, his co-star in that was the leader of Inferno Squadron in Battlefront 2. Gen- oh, oh, no way. Yeah. Uh, the actress, that's uh, Mocaps. Yeah, G- but the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, the character looked exactly like her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's exactly. awesome, too. Yeah. So she's in it. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, she places like estranged wife or whatever. Great. Yeah, yeah, she's good. She's Full solid. Circle. Yeah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> tie it back. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's move on to our final topic for this week. We're going to talk about the final Black Widow trailer. Now, we're going to say spoilers on this one. We're not going to do the deep dive, big breakdown because we've done a couple of those over the past. We're just going to comment on this. There's some key things in here that we're going to focus in on, particularly the score. I think Taskmaster has a, has a big presence in this trailer, and Sanjay hasn't seen it yet, so you're going to get no. his first reactions too. So we're going to pause here just for a second. We're going to watch the trailer uh, you know, amongst us, and then we're going to get back at the mics here and uh, break it down in a little bit of detail, not a ton. I tell people my sister moved out west. You're a science teacher. Your husband, he renovates houses. You're thinking about moving, but you're gonna wait until the interest rates go down. That's not my story. (laughs) 
before I was an Avenger. I made mistakes. And a lot of enemies. His call signs Taskmaster. He controls the Red Room. They're manipulated. Fully conscious, but no choices. I should have come back for you. How many others are there? Enough. We have to go back to where it all started. So they never do that to anyone again. We're a family. We fight with you. You won't win. I've always found it best. Not to look into the past. Okay, you got a plan or shall I just stay duck and cover? My plan was to drive us away. Well, your plan sucks. At some point, we all have to choose between what the world wants you to be and who you are. I made my choice. Here's what's gonna happen. Natasha, don't slouch. I'm not slouching. You're going to get the back hunch. Mm, listen to your mother. Oh my god, this up, up, is all right, enough. All of you. I didn't say anything. That's not fair. Oh man, that trailer was just a slog to get through. <laughs> like excitement, humor, fun. Great score. Oh, good acting. Great <laughs> actresses in it. And oh, it's just like, when is this film gonna end? <laughs> Sunshine. Like it's a two minute trailer, but it feels like it's seven. Just <laughs> it's it's like kind of like it's kinda of like you know like when you go and you're like eating at a restaurant and you're like not looking at the food and you think you're gonna eat like a potato, but you accidentally grab like a tomato and just that the taste in your mouth is just not what you expected. Sonny, there's no way you can take part of this trailer. This trailer will freaking <laughs> epic man. You caught me, you caught me, guys. I, I, I'm just trying to play my part of uh DC Dan over yeah. here. <laughs> Oh, don't don't throw that stink on us. <laughs> we do that enough, okay? You stay over there, non-app Amazon Prime app watcher. <laughs> All right, let, let's talk about this in a bit of detail here. Mm-hmm. This trailer, like, this is one of the most like we've seen a lot of epic trailers. I've thrown around that word numerous times when referring to to Marvel Cinematic Universe trailers, but this one. The score, mm. I love the score to this trailer. Yep. It's got this real intense vibe to it. The action that we're seeing here, not only are we seeing you know action from what looks to be all over the film, but the sequences in here, there looks to be four or five really big sequences because yeah. you see your suit changes, right? Yeah. Throughout it. And the supporting cast is on point. I'm loving the Red Guardian. Yeah. The back and forth you get between her and uh, what's her name? Um, Yul- how do you Yelena. Say it? Yelena. Thank you. Uh, it that looks like it's going to be something else. Taskmaster. I don't know if they've cleaned a few things up, but this is the best he's looked. Mm-hmm. And him doing things like studying her from Iron Man two, mm-hmm. the shield, everything, the Black Panther claws. Yeah. 
come on, yeah. guys. Like, Carlos, what are, you, what are you seeing in this trailer that's exciting you? Yeah, I like it. To be honest, the thing that probably hooked me the most with uh, my character thing is that they've tied him into her backstory in yeah. that he's either part of the group that was controlling the Red Room or that he was part of the Red Room. But whatever his role is and what his connection is to them, that he's now um, taken control of yeah. the ladies in the Red Room and that's why she's answering this call to arms and enlisting her family and stuff like that. I really dug the family dynamics that we mm -hmm. saw. It did highlight to me probably my biggest problem that I've had with Scarlett Johansson in the role is that she's never tried to do the Russian super spy thing. She, <laughs> she always kind of came off as like a, she was awesome in all the movies, but she could have been uh, Sharon Carter for all yeah. intents and purposes because she was kind of all American kind of super spy type of thing. So when they're sitting at that dinner table, you it really highlights it oh, when you have, <laughs> yeah, have the rest of them doing the Russian accents <laughs> and whatnot. But uh, yeah, no, it it looks awesome. Like it's a nice, serious, um, a return to a more serious movie, out of the Winter Soldier, obviously. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, we had Endgame and Guardians and Spider-Man Far From Home. So this looks to be a good shift in gears. So yeah. 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 Yeah, and it's something that I'm like at first you're thinking, well why are we going back and revisiting a story? You know, we've we've had the end, the conclusion to Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow's character, and that's totally been erased from my mind. Like I want this so bad. Yeah. This yeah. looks so good. <laughs> Troy, are you feeling the same oh, way? Man, best trailer for this movie so far. Yeah. The score nails it. The action sequences, come on, this looks like it's gonna be the jam packed for the year. Yeah. Um Taskmaster. Oh. Like it's Give me the showing off his power bigger. set here. How he's studying the characters of the Avengers. I mean, she's basically going to be going up to uh, going up against that Avenger. This guy can do the Black Panther. He can do the Hawkeye. He can do the Cap. He can do it all. Yeah. And that's so cool because that's his power set in the comics. So it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that in the movie. Um, I do know in the comics he's more of like a jokey kind of funny character. So mm -hmm. I wonder if they're kind of trying to scale that back in the trailer. And then maybe in the movie we might see some humor because if not, he'll very much be just basically like a Bucky Winter Soldier. Yeah. Which they don't have to do the humor. That's fine. If they do the whole Bucky serious assassin, that's cool too. But um, I just wouldn't be surprised if we do get some jokes along the way just to rise the tension or yeah. you know drop the tension because it's going to be pretty serious. It's when you see some of that between film. her and and the family, I think is where you yeah. get a lot of that humor. Yeah. Um, and Scarlett Hans is pretty good at delivering that. Like even oh, when yeah. they're driving away in that one sequence, and she's like, "What's your plan?" And she's like, "I'm trying to drive away." Yeah. Like, yeah. It just it comes that feels very natural to me. Yeah. Like, it's not sticking out. Yeah. But going back to the power set, I just think it's going to be so cool because obviously this is a prequel film and. Obviously, Scarlet's going to win. So I think it's pretty cool that it's kind of like the Batman character where he can basically take down the whole Justice League. Well, you have Black Widow who's basically taking down Taskmaster who can basically do like a Deathstroke. He can handle oh, yeah. the Avengers. So it goes to show like how powerful Black Widow really is without yeah. actually having any powers. Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. She's and this awesome. is the movie to showcase it. Totally on board, man. He yeah, kind totally. of feels like the Terminator in that trailer where he's just unrelenting and nothing can stop him. Well, that's him. what we got with Winter Soldier, too, right? We never yeah. got that, that Terminator vibe, too, with mm -hmm. Bucky 100%. just chasing down Cap and you're like, who is this guy, right? So I'm glad we've returned to that Winter Soldier kind oh, of aspect because yeah. I really feel that I feel the bond. I feel the um, Mission Impossible. I, I just think this is this is going to be the best spy movie of the year, hands down. I'm sorry, Bob, wow. but not sorry. I'm, this, I'm right with you. Uh, yeah, wow. I'm telling you. It's, wow. it's going to, it's going to wow. dethrone yeah. Bob. I don't know. Like, it all depends on how 
down to earth and gritty it is, right? I like, don't know if it has to, if it matters if it's down to earth, because this, this they, we have we've had about 22, 23 films of uh, MCU, so we're well trained in what we're getting ourselves into. I don't think it has to be down to earth or gritty like that. I think it can. We're, we kind of know what we're in for, in a sense. Uh, yeah, no, I, but I mean, just in comparison to other spy movies, right? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna side with Carlos on this one. Yeah. Uh, I just think like. You know, some of my favorite MCU films, like Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. yeah, there's jokes in it, but for the most part, it's like a serious film. Yeah. And, and I hope, like, this is that template. Like, I would hate to go in, and, and the trailer sells it as, like, an ultra-serious ultra film. Like, yeah. there are some jokey parts, but, like, every film has, like, jokey parts. It's the MCU, though. We know yes. that. Like, yeah. We're, we're trained to laugh at these movies at the same time. Like, Winter Soldier, it's not a hilarious film, but there's some giggles. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, down, right? yeah. With me, it's not, like, the jokes. The jokes right. are cool. It's just, like... If the action is so over the top gotcha. and like unbelievable, okay. that do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think that's where something like Bond could I, appeal to the audience. I agree yeah. with you yeah. there, but like, you take like Mission Impossible, which is supposed to be like you got Tom Cruise hanging outside of a ship or, yeah. a, or a plane. Uh, that yeah. happens in real life, too. <laughs> yeah. But I find <laughs> on that Dubai <laughs> Tower, yeah, it's but, but Tom Cruise, like, he would do that. The Mission Impossible movies as of late have been far fetched, but have been better than the Bond films as of late. I mean, yeah. Skyfall was awesome, but well, apart from that, and like the Daniel Craig stuff notched it way back you go to pierce bras and stuff mm-hmm. and yeah it's all over the place exactly. and then dan and craig they all they crank that way back it's been pretty visceral it out, right? yeah, it's right? been like, like nolanized yeah and yeah. nolan has a spy film well, Teddy coming Moore, out the, the bond stuff uh, the most recent yeah stuff. that's true and yeah. it's a spy year those three this is the year of the spy but it's gonna be the queen of the mcu yeah, yeah. black widow well, one more round yeah yeah, yeah. well um you know, I'll wait and see. Wait and see. I'm not going to say it's not. Um, but actual thing, this does look pretty cool. Um, uh, just for real, I think it's a step in the right direction for the MCU. Nice. Yeah. 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 I think good. they're really starting to turn a corner here. This could really... Here we go. Yeah. Keep talking. I, I look forward to reviewing this in July when we get around to all watching it. Well, what are the chances, though, just to, you know... You get can more come of... over and watch Disney Plus on my kids' yeah. account. <laughs> what are the chances, though, just to get more of an audience, more of a buzz, word of mouth, that your boy Captain America shows up I, from Endgame. I think he shows up. Cap shows up. Do you oh, think, I don't even old think Old Man, man? Cap? No, I think it's going to be... Maybe Old Man, maybe not, but just bearded the Cap, cap. from the future. Uh, oh, yeah. I think through. Bearded Cap. Bearded Cap's coming. He bearded can't... Cap would be cool. I'll I take any be, Cap. I think she's. Yeah. this will bleed right into Infinity or at least right. Secret Avenging. Yeah, yeah, bearded yeah. Cap yeah. and Sam Wilson. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to go right into that. There was even buzz online that this trailer was going to tease an appearance by Tony Stark. Uh, oh. to try to build some momentum because I guess the, this was the buzz on Twitter yeah, whatever, that like yeah. take what you want from this but that there was rumors that they were going to tease at least a Stark right and it was about you know getting front of some of the potential coronavirus effects of this film and it's like people are like oh shit Tony Stark's in this we have to go see this right oh, um, okay. I wouldn't doubt like at some point on IMDb like Robert Downey Jr. was listed on it and he's mm-hmm. been heavily rumored to have a cameo on this but it could be anything from a cameo in Iron Man 2 because right. we saw yeah. Iron Man 2 footage in this. Right, exactly. right. Yeah. Um, all the way up into, because you saw General Ross at one point here that's too. That's right, yeah. So they're right. chasing yeah. like Black Widow down post-Civil War. Yeah. And so everyone's still alive here. But yeah. Cap's off in hiding, Iron Man's doing what he's doing. Yeah, man. And so there's a, a real good chance that some, if not both of those people are going to show up in this film. Mm. 
Um, I think I, my personal bet, and it's always been on, is the cap bearded cap. That would up. make the most sense. Is the cap appearance? So who's say. bearded cap? Is it just him, and he forgot to shave? Or well, you know, Basically, from Infinity yeah. War. From Infinity War, yeah. Oh, he's doing the Secret Avenging. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I am Steve Rogers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because remember, like they kind of disappear <laughs> for however long that is, a year or so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Into the shadows. Yeah. So I watch that movie every week. Me too. Yeah. Oh, I just watched it, actually. <laughs> so good. I watched Endgame. I watched the Avengers Assemble on the plane ride home from there Vancouver. You go. The other day. Man, there you like, go. like, find yourself a girl that looks at you the same way Troy looks at Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> That's key. That's key That's key. Maybe That's who, key. I would, would, you know, he looks at Black Widow. <laughs> you guys were calling. Was it you? You said Red Guardian's going to die? Oh, for sure. Red Guardian's yeah. going to die. You guys have other characters you predict? Black Widow will die in Endgame. That's a good call. Yeah. I think, to be honest with you, I really like what I'm seeing from, from Red Guardian. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, he's already kind of my, like, pseudo-favorite in this. Yeah. That's why he's going to um, die. At the Rachel Weisz's character, the one that is referred to as mom, which oh, I think is, yeah. is more of a term of endearment more mm-hmm. than anything. Mm-hmm. I think she has the potential to die. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of rumors at the start that she was Taskmaster. That's what I thought at first for yeah. a minute. Yeah. yeah. And, but they're, they reference him, mm-hmm. and he looks like a pretty imposing individual. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a scene where he's walking up on Black Widow, and she he's substantially, or the individual is substantially taller than Black Widow. When there was an actor who, like, made a tweet yeah. about it and then deleted it or whatever, yeah. but it was pretty clear that he was insinuating yeah. that he's the Taskmaster. Oh, okay. So, so uh, let me put this, this theory out there for you guys. Yeah. Is the Taskmaster one person? Oh, shoot. Like, no. could that answer why there's so many skill sets that are in this one individual? Like, I know in the comic book, yes, there's one individual person, yeah. that can just replicate anything. Yeah. But does it make more sense for a more grounded version of the Taskmaster to be multiple people? I'm going to go with it's still a one, one individual. Person? I, I yeah. get that vibe, but yeah. I'm going to go with the individual that has a... I'm thinking, I'm, I agree with yeah. you, but it's just something that is, you know, percolating for in my sure. head that is that a way where you can, you know... One person masters Black Panther, one person masters mm-hmm. Red Guardian slash Cat, one person masters Hawkeye, as opposed to... I like it better as one person, because mm-hmm. it makes this one person very, like, Terminator-esque, very imposing yeah. as a villain, as opposed... But that is something that, you know, is feasible right. in, I think, the MCU. Yeah. And that's a way where Rachel Weisz's character could be a Taskmaster, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, or she could be, like, the person within that Russian super spy program that set it all up, right? Yeah. Well, that's it's it. Just... And there's something about the, th- like, I would love it to just be a family vibe, but there's something in there that feels a bit, like, twisty, that they're going to, well, like, something's going to go on its head. There's a rumor, um, and I can't take any credit whatsoever, I'm just repeating the rumor, but there's a rumor that the sister um, yeah. is the one that's going to bite it. And that's why you see in Infinity War, Scarlet has like the blonde hair. Oh, she okay. has the green jacket, kind of. It's kind of her, like, you know, throwback to her. Oh, has some honor to her no. sister. I'll and then you it. see in that trailer, too, like, there's a point when you see that she's kind of in tears and she's like full on, like, I need to, like, kick ass now. I need yeah. to turn it up. So I, think, I don't know. I think that's when Red Guardian dies. Yeah. For Red Guardian. Okay. And yeah. the reason I don't think her sister dies yeah. is because 100% Florence Pugh is the new Black Widow. You think going uh, forward oh, they're yeah. going to have her as the... She's, she's going to be a huge star. Like if, yeah. if not already. And so like for MCU to get her early when just when her star is starting to like peak. Yeah. So they like, won't killmonger her. They're not going to ruin that opportunity. No. <gasps> she'll, no she'll be in... The next she'll Avengers, be Avengers or Young five Avengers or whatever it is, mm. she'll be the new Black Widow. I've come yeah. to take my sister's place. Yeah. Mm. Blah, 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 well, they're blah. they're all new, all differenting. This universe. You got like new Hawkeye coming. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. You well, got new Cap coming. Yeah. 
with Hawkeye, I can almost guarantee that it'll just be a Kate Bishop show and they'll just insinuate Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. he, I was trained by him. Unfortunately, yeah. he met his untimely demise. Because if you look at that, when they introduced her character, that's almost what it was, right? Where yeah. they'd steal the bow from each other and whatnot. They could easily... Henry Cavill's Superman Shazam cameo <laughs> Hawkeye in this thing. Where no, they he... need to do uh, Independence Day 2 where they show Will Smith dying in an airplane and flying out of <laughs> nothing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing they did to him in Men in Black International. <laughs> yeah. Then they can have Kate showing up at his farm on the very last episode. No, I'm not going to do not gonna bother him. He deserves his break. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the last we ever see of Jeremy. <laughs> yeah he may have texted his way into that but we'll see <laughs> anyways guys to wrap this one up you know black panther black panther black widow is looking absolutely fantastic you got me thinking about killmonger and what they're gonna yeah. do there how they're gonna retcon him back being like well we kept him on that. ice the whole time yeah <laughs> so wakanda it's a magical place <laughs> You got to see that sunset. Anyways, Black Widow, guys, it is looking absolutely fantastic. I cannot wait for this. I'm going to be cheering adamantly for this, mm. Troy. You know, this is this is your movie. Yeah, man. This is your movie. I got Wonder Woman 84, though, yeah. so it's going to be the battle of these two films. And, you know, we... And onward, maybe. Yeah, onward, yeah. maybe. Who knows? It's going to surge next you week. You guys forgot about Fast and Furious. You know what? Justice for Han, he's back. He is so back. Han you know, Solo, I just, yeah. I looked at the, the compilation of the... Uh, unless Fast and Furious 9 was... So, guys, for the listener thing, just to just to reiterate all this. So, we did... I've got everything in Excel sheet. It's going to be posted here. The Avatar row, <laughs> which also had Minions 2 and Fast 9 yeah. in it, it's been eliminated. Because yeah. we realized after we published it that Avatar 2 doesn't actually come out in 2020. <laughs> and that was my bad, guys. It's going to be bigger than Endgame, according to Stephen Lang. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Never, ever. I saw that article too. And, but... Because everyone, except for me, took Avatar 2, because I did know. <laughs> you could have said... <laughs> no, it was after the fact. Yeah, but sure. He just, he just did it today. He's the one who posted it. I want to see, like, when did you make your picks? It's actually listed on that. It's not that Brad uh, put together. It's the date and time. Sanjay's going to do a forensic audit. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> but because everyone took Avatar 2, it's a complete wash of, yeah. a, okay. of a category anyway. So it's out. And then everything from then forward, so Black Widow and all that. Uh, actually, Sing 2 does not come out this year, so you might have to take out that category as well. I found that out just the other day. <laughs> Sunny. Sunny. You know, you win some, you lose some. I feel like, you know, there's 15 categories, 13 out of 15 ain't bad. You know, I, I do is good. Well, sure. how many people took Sing 2? There's quite a few. There are quite a few. Yeah. Oh, okay. We can probably just flip it into, I think the other one was in their soul, and there's another one. It's the Bollywood movie, Sing 2? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, well, well done. that being said, guys, you know, we've got Blackwood, we've got the Batman, we've got Collecting, we've got Clone Wars. It's been another hell of a weekend, nerd, and I can't wait to get back at the mics. Look, guys, I know we've been talking about a Birds of Prey review, and we've now decided, or I propose, and Carl's agreed, so this is what we're doing. <laughs> we're going to do a, a weekend record, I'm going to drop it as a bonus episode. Um, everything's coming fast and furious we may have missed a bit of the momentum and we're going to do the same thing with the up and coming the now 
going to happen Shazam review. <laughs> oh, yeah, that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Troy's so, favorite. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm currently the only one sitting on the table that hasn't seen Birds of Prey, so this is uh, continues to be my fault. I will <laughs> offer to buy dinner well, for the entire crew because I'm at fault here. Oh, no. And it's fine. Quiet, Carlos. Buy, like, hot dogs. <laughs> Carlos, quiet, man. <laughs> well, the reason we're doing it on a weekend is because I'm going to get, like, loser pissed because of the box office haul domestically for Birds of Prey. And it's just going to be an hour of me lamenting why people insisted on making it r-rated and like <laughs> so on and so forth so did you uh you i probably probably know this but you, you did end up taking your daughters to it right yeah yeah, yeah. okay we went it's probably to, not appropriate for your daughters ah they're fine they don't even understand yeah we so. went twice and and really the r is just strictly based on language and yeah like there's maybe two scenes that are kind of on the bubble a bit but mm. yeah you know all i'll say about birds of prey is it is the movie and the title and the rating that Margot Robbie and the creatives wanted. So, c'est la vie. Yeah. Is yeah. it the title? Is it the title? Yeah. That... Like the movie? Like, is, that, is that what you're talking about? Like what, what we get in the film? Yeah. No, no, no. I think you're saying like the part of the reason why the box office is the way it is. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. But they were given the creative freedom to do that. That's uh, what yeah. they wanted to do. Uh, yeah. So. Okay. yeah. So the creatives behind it did that. Yeah. And Warner Brothers yeah. let them do that. Yeah. She's now hoping like Hell Suicide Squad takes off again. <laughs> She's yeah. like, I really so, want to do a third. Yeah, so there's no complaining then, I guess, right? Like they, they made the movie they, they want to make, right? They, no yeah. can, they, Nobody can complain. All right. Yeah. 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 Nobody can complain. They're not, I don't think we're going to see who directed this. Kathy Ann. I don't think we're yeah. going to see the Yang cut. No. She has like no. four movies under her belt. I yeah. looked it up right after. But like if they, they made the movie they wanted to make. Like yeah. there's, there's no yeah. other cut of this film I'm presuming. I'm the only one that can complain because I remember sitting on that couch out there saying like <laughs> I don't know about this whole <laughs> R from a PG-13. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, well we'll have to see what Suicide Squad's rated because I don't know if they've like learned their lesson or if they're going to be like. They'll keep it. They'll you keep, think they'll keep it R? They'll keep the R. Yeah. They might do a, uh, the gun PG-13 cut but you know, like they did with Deadpool, but probably not. But they should almost have done or do, and we'll get into it, but show your R-rated cut in IMAX and premium format and have PG-13 as your wide release. Yeah. yeah like and that's I, just a simple, like Deadpool did it by just simply cutting out a few things. Mm-hmm, the language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Oh, and when you see Birds of Prey, like it won't even take that. It's yeah. no, not even remotely. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we will get to that, guys. It will be a Tuesday bonus episode at some point in the next <laughs> couple of weeks. No, seriously, I actually do want to get and do this, but I just, you know, I don't know. This, I'll take most of the blame for this. Not, that's why I'll buy dinner. <laughs> perfect, um, perfect. But, uh, I think we'll uh, do skip the dishes, maybe like some like cake steaks and like some wine. No, there's a great place called Tamarind up by your house. Oh, I love it so oh, good. So good. Yeah. So good. Maybe we'll do that. Anyways, guys, we got to wrap this. Tamarind, give us free food. <laughs> Sponsorship. <laughs> type in nerd <laughs> to get free 10% off Tamarind. Oh my god, I'd be so happy. <laughs> Me too. So far away from the house. It'll deliver you. Sits You're you know, it's funny because there's like a soup place that's just right by your house. I was actually there on the weekend. So what we gotta do is we'll meet halfway. I'll bring Tamarind because close to my house. You bring soup and then we'll exchange and go our separate We'll do ways. it at my house? Yeah. yeah. I gotta bring all this equipment. <laughs> 20 minutes to get it out of here. Anyways, we'll talk about that in the future, guys. Birds of Prey and potentially potentially a shazam review coming Ooh. soon to the nerd room feed and a potential sunjay top 10 movies of the decade yes review? you've got to fill us I'd... in on that bonus yeah, episode yeah I promised it you need number to one it. movie shazam yeah we'll see we'll see rick called us cowards for not including that on our top 10 <laughs> list for the past decade but anyways guys 
been a blast talking Black Widow, talking the Batman, talking all about Nerd this week. And we will be back at the mics next week. You can find everything that we do over at nerdroom.net. You can... Troy looks like he just found something really interesting. Oh, no. <laughs> Did he find my nudes again? Oh, no. You can find us all at Twitter hands at the end of the episode. You can email us at nerdroom.gmail.com. If you want to be a bigger part of this show, you can find everything we do also on Instagram at the Nerd RM. Troy is constantly tossing up those amazing <laughs> customs. Yeah. The hunts are going up there yeah. as well. You can find also, you know, the Star Wars Commonwealth, which we are part of, over at StarWarsCommonwealth.com, where you can see everything that everyone's doing over there. And big shout out to our man Rob Wade for endorsing this podcast on emotionally14.com. Now, guys, we will see you next week in some form of the four of us, three of us, maybe just two of us. Who knows? Who really knows? Because none of us do. (laughs) But we will be back at the mics delivering the content as always. And until next week, guys, for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. Oh, it's a stare-off now. Who's going to go? This is written in my contract that I go last. You go last? Okay, rock, paper, scissors? No. All right, ready? I'm Batman. Well, now I'm last. Yes, you are. So sign off, please, sir. I just said I'm last. Okay. I, I didn't want to be last. It's too much pressure now. I can't. You I can't just, perform. You just said you want to be last. That's okay. not. It's not what I said. It's what so I it's, meant to say. It's how I said it. Okay. okay. Cheapers, troopers. <laughs> I'm very finicky. And he's Sanjay. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> Thank you very much for entering. The Nerd Room? This has been a Nerd Room podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim, Troy, and Sanjay on Twitter at the Nerd RM, Troy the Boy eighty seven, and Sanjabi. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out thenerdroom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts from the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Road Squadron Podcast, San Diego Saber's Radio Podcast, Retro Inc., and The Sandcrawler Podcast. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth to take your first steps into a larger world.